Booyah! On this episode of Drive with Woody Fit, me and Megan sat down and we talked about digital wellness. We talked a little bit about, we talked a lot about cardio. There's a lot of cardio talk in this episode. Um, Some training talk, what Megan did today, what Megan's doing now, focusing on that eccentric movement, uh, what I'm doing uh, right now, what I did today, and I kind of went a little bit off the cuff, like I do every now and then, focus on technique. Um, And we talked about Camara Coffee, awesome coffee. Um, They're not even a sponsor of the show, but we're just talking about Camara Coffee. Yeah, fuck yeah, Camara Coffee is fucking awesome. Coffee infused with nootropics to spin dials in your brain, as they say. Um, And we talk about people speeding through my neighborhood. Yeah, fucking pisses me off and like assholes. Lights a fire up under my ass. Michael's not here, but he actually called Megan in the middle of this episode. Well, towards the end of this episode, um, and answered a question. the questions that we answered are from Jules, thoughts on two-a-days, Ross, cardio before or after lifting, uh, Dee Dee's doing a 100-day challenge, and everybody thinks she's overdoing it, so we give our opinion on that, and Mark asks about fasted cardio, burning muscle versus uh, fat loss, fat loss, whatever, yeah, so that's in this episode. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice. That would mean the world to us. Uh, We're sorry it took so long to get another episode out, but it is what it is. This is a good, long episode for you guys. And if you want to increase your bench press, head over to executivefitllc.com forward slash free where you can pick up the big bench guide absolutely free. If you're an advanced lifter, this is not for you. But if you're a beginner or an intermediate lifter, you definitely want to check out this guide because this is stuff that has massively improved my bench press uh, when I was able to bench before my fucking shoulder injury. But anyway, there's that there. And you can get the Arm 240 Bravo workout and the basic training guide all absolutely free. Head over to the website, executivefitllc.com forward slash free. And without further ado, let's get into this episode of Drive with Woody Fit. Whoopee! In a world full of waste trainers, fad diets, and bro science, three friends come together to drive against the myths with facts, studies, and experiences. Welcome to Drive with Woody Fit. Your hosts, Nate Woods, Megan Woods, and Michael Stewart. You know, I just have a bunch of questions. <laughs> That's all I brought to the table. That's fine. Just questions. A lot of it's from this um, this group. I'm a moderator in this Facebook group. Workout 2.0 or yeah, something? Yeah, Workout 2.0 Rejects. Oh, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. A friend of mine made the group in response to all of the shit in the old that the the original group was workout Mm 2.0 and they were just spreading a lot of um like bro science and like waste wraps Mm. and fit tees and and shit and he didn't like it so he just i think he got kicked out of the group because he was like trying to speak the truth and then created this other group, Workout 2.0 Rejects, in response to getting kicked out and nice. invited everybody. And he made like me and a bunch of his other friends who were trainers, moderators of the group. And so it's all based on um, like we don't we basically just don't allow the bro science shit. You right. Know what I mean, and like, you know, not everybody knows everything. So like if somebody like gives advice that like happens to be wrong or like bro science here let me i'll just move the table closer to you oh gosh my chest ah <laughs> it's going into my chest I'm stabbing you with a microphone indirectly by moving the table all right we're good but it's it's a cool group and it's fun and <clears throat> where was i going with this uh i don't know okay <laughs> anyway um yeah so a lot of the questions for today are from, from that group, from that group, yeah. Because oh, people, that's ask, where you were going with it. People ask questions about whatever, so I like to when I have time. I did, I did. So there's this thing like going around, and it's like digital wellness. Hmm. And it's basically like I need to adjust. It's basically like not 
like being addicted, like phone addiction is a thing. Oh, absolutely. Right. I believe it. And uh, I mean, I see it with my kids when Nikki lets them watch TV, you know, she'll come home from work and put on, put on a show so she can start getting dinner ready or whatever. And some nights that Gianna has been watching TV for a while. She's like grumpy if you when once you like pull her away from the TV, she's like a little grumpy, right? And she's like almost like a zombie. And then like that's what the technology does to you. It rots your brain. Listen, mom told us this when we were kids. Mom was telling us when we were kids, and like there was like no studies out on it or anything at that time because it was all new. You know what I mean? And um, so eventually, like she'll be like a zombie, and then eventually, you know, she'll come out of out basically like come back to normal but and i was listening to another podcast and they were talking about digital wellness and how basically like you you get this dopamine release right when you open your phone and you see a notification from facebook or whatever the little red little red dot everything that's engineered everything about the phones and apps that's engineered that that they're engineered to cause this to happen Hmm. you know studies have shown that your brain will release dopamine like when it sees red, you know what I mean? Like there's there's a different reaction in the brain from the color red than from like the color blue. Interesting. You know what I mean? That's why all of the little notifications on the apps are like little red numbers to st- to kind of stimulate that, right? Hmm. And so um, we get this dopamine release whenever we get a like, somebody likes your photo or somebody, you know, comments on whatever, you get this dopamine release and then the body gets used to that dopamine release. And then what happens is when we're not getting that dopamine release, it becomes more painful. So like like here, this was something they said on, on the show. Could try going to the bathroom without taking your phone with you. Oh, I do it all the time. Do you really? I can't poop w- with watching my phone. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I get distracted. Because whenever I go to the bathroom at work or in a public restroom, I have my phone with me. Hmm. Like, cause it's like uh, well, I don't want to sit here and do nothing. I mean, if it's a public bathroom, like you're coming you're, from your car or something, it's probably better to bring your phone in case someone next to you in the stall yeah, grabs well, your ankle I and mean, tries to pull you into the toilet. You're just catastrophizing <laughs> at that point, but but yeah, like so, <clears throat> or try to do something that you normally do with your phone mm-hmm. without it. Mm, trying to think, what do you normally do during the day? That okay? Oh, here's a good one. Go to the store. If you're you're just running to the store for something, always, always, always phone, keys, wallet, right? Yeah. Just keys, wallet. Leave the house without your phone, even if you're coming right back. Yeah, but what if somebody needs me to pick something up? Exactly. But at see, the that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like creating this anxiety. Like, what if? What if? You just run to the store for five minutes. Like, I don't know if it's anxiety. That's I been think- created by. No, this. but I, but I don't feel the anxiety. I just feel it's like it's a communication device. It's it's I'm not doing it because I need it. I'm doing it because someone may need me. Right. And well, I may need to leave the store. Yeah. And I I get I see your point with that. You know, but it's we do a lot with our phones now. Maybe and, I'm just brainwashed. And remember on the other episode, I don't know if you were there. I think you I think you and Michael were on that episode where I talked about the girl at Great Clips. With the terrible, oh, yeah, the with terrible, terrible forward yes, shoulders. Yeah. You know, kids are growing up now with phones and tablets. And this is like the first generation that they're growing up into always looking down, always having this shore, sh- forward shoulder. And it's like we like we don't know what that's going to be like when, when this kid is an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, how bad is this dysfunction going to be? Probably really bad. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's something to keep in mind just to eliminate the phone from your daily life as much as you can. You mm-hmm. know, and I keep my phone on me all the time because if something happens with the kids, like I want to know, you know. But, like, at the same time, I'm at the same building all day. So if you need me, you could just call the building and they could page me. Right. You know what I mean? You could call the business and they they could just page me. It's just as fast as having my phone. So, like, I make that excuse that, like, I need it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And I also use the excuse that I need it in my pocket because my phone tracks my steps. But in reality, if you were to just call the shop, you would reach me just as fast Mm -hmm. if you called my cell phone. Right. So, it's not not a necessity a lot of the time. And uh, I think that 
<clears throat> eliminating the phone at certain times is important, particularly before bed and first thing in the morning. Um, and what I've done is I've started charging my phone downstairs on the kitchen counter, oh, not upstairs wow. next to my bed. So you completely eliminated. So I've completed completely eliminated my phone from my nighttime routine. As soon as I go upstairs to start getting ready for bed, I don't have my phone. And that urge, and I've been doing that at least six to eight months now. I've been doing really? that. Really? Yeah, wow. for a long, I've been doing it for a while. And I still get that urge sometimes when I'm getting ready for bed. It's like, ah, I want to check my phone. Like, I want to see what's mm. going on. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's downstairs. So I never have I, like, walked down just to check my phone. But, right. um, you know... I've done that, and then I've also, in the morning, what used to happen was the first thing I would do is look at my phone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I'd wake up, roll over, unplug my phone, and just start scrolling, you know, go on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever, you know, start doing whatever. And now I don't do that. In the morning, I wake up, I get dressed, you know, start getting ready for my day, and, and then I come downstairs, and my phone's there, and... I what's helped me not look at my phone first thing is have the mindset of I need to leave the house right now mm. whether I'm late or not is developing that mindset of I need to go right now so I get the coffee get the water on to make the coffee get my lunches out of the fridge pack my bag you know make sure that everything is done in the moment before I even look at my phone mm -hmm. and um, you know what's also helped me is turning off push notifications so if anything's going on on Facebook I don't know about it until you actually Until I open, open the app. Facebook. Gotcha. Same thing with Instagram, same thing with Snapchat. Pretty much all apps except for like text messaging and Facebook Messenger. Well, no, Facebook Messenger, the, the notifications are off, but you know, the chat head still pops up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unless I've got that, uh, and I leave the, I leave certain things open. So email, message, text messages, and reminders that I make myself are the only things that pop up on my phone so the first thing i do when i open my phone is all right who texted me while i was asleep who emailed me while i was asleep can i get back to them right now or do i need to wait is this gonna you know is this reply gonna take me 20 minutes to type up so i'll just if i can deal with it i deal with it while the water's boiling or if i can't deal with it i'll wait until i have the time to deal with it right and it's made my mornings much more productive hmm. you know i'm not sitting there on my phone just waiting, right? And because there's not times where, because I make a French press. So mm -hmm. there's times where the water will boil. I'll pour the French press. I'll look at the time and be like, okay, I'm going to scroll. You know, I'm going to do whatever. I'm just going to play on my phone. And in four or five minutes, I'll finish the French press, pour my coffee and leave. And there's times where I'll go like eight, nine, 10 minutes, 15 minutes have gone by. And I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, damn you know like i know it's just like because it just time. it just captivates you and it just right. sucks you in right so i think those times to me morning and night are the most important times to just put the phone down you know spend time with who you're with and not be staring at a screen and without even going into the actual physical benefits of like avoiding blue light at night and all of that all the other you know psychological and, and physiological effects from doing that, just the fact that you're more present, you know what I mean? My day has been much quieter uh, without having my phone buzz whenever somebody comments or likes something. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's it's much nicer, you know what I mean? You can, yeah. You're more present, you can kind of in, just enjoy regular life much more. And I think part of that, after turning my notifications off, I, I definitely has done s good things for like just regular anxiety. I think, really? you know what I mean? Like just general anxiety, not, not anything where it's like bad, where I'm like, oh, I need medication for this anxiety, right. but daily anxieties. Yeah. Just your regular day. It's just like life is much nicer I, and I, it's very hard to, a little bit hard to explain, but life is just much nicer without the phone buzzing That's all interesting. the time. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's worth doing. I think it's worth looking into. Or at least trying. trying. Yeah. At least trying. At least, at least trying. Yeah. But all right, so tell everybody about your workout today because I really oh. liked I really liked what you did. Okay, sure. So um, I actually wrote a new program for myself, and I like to change things up at least every six to eight weeks just to keep keep things new, keep my body, you know, uh, prevent it from plateauing. 
So I wrote this new program where I'm splitting, pretty much splitting the days how I would. So I'd have a leg day, I'd have a chest, triceps, shoulders day, back, by day, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you do your normal body part splits. Yeah, yeah, uh, normal splits, all that kind of stuff. The only difference that I did in terms of splits was I split leg day into two separate days. So one day I'm focusing on hamstrings, the other day I'm focusing on quads. And then I may actually end up changing that up. I'll go into that more. But for today, I did a quad quad uh, focus day. And so, especially with this program too, um, I'll do a couple sets heavy and then a couple sets focusing on eccentric movements. So keeping the tension under the muscle, um, making the blood, more blood go into the muscle itself, all that kind of stuff. Um, and today, I had my 11 o'clock class was canceled and I didn't have a class until one so I was like cool I'll go to the gym do a quick workout and normally my workouts take between 40 to 50 minutes maybe 60 depending on if I stretch or if I keep my watch on while I'm stretching and that kind of stuff so today my workout took 37 minutes and it was because I I do you know one minute rest in between sets all that kind of stuff but I was burnt out I did four movements And I was burnt out in 37 minutes just by doing the heavy and eccentric split. Mm -hmm. Um, And some some exercises I didn't do the heavy and eccentric, like calf raises. I just did regular calf raises. Um, But the other, I did squat, leg press, um, calf raises, and then a close stance um, squat on the Smith machine. So four movements and I was done. And, uh, yeah, so I'd recommend it. I couldn't walk. (laughs) I was walking up the steps to my one o'clock class and there were all these people behind me and I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't move my legs. It was funny. Well, and like we, cause we had talked about this before we started recording, but the reason from this, I I think is just because you spent, you focused on that eccentric movement Mm -hmm. and you'll actually do more damage to the muscles focusing on the eccentric movement doing a slower eccentric movement uh you'll build more muscle right um, you'll tear more muscle fibers because you can handle a lot more load um and time under tension of course i mean time under tension is increased when you focus on that eccentric movement but you'll build more muscle doing that because you can handle more load um i think it's upwards of like five times more load that you can handle in the eccentric motion than you can in the concentric motion. It's right. like if you can squat a hundred pounds, theoretically, you know, you should be able to lower five hundred pounds. And I've never done uh, serious eccentric training like that. I've never loaded the bar tough. with more than I can squat and just lowered it down to the racks. Oh no, neither have I. Partly because it, when you're by yourself, it would be a fucking pain in the ass. To load up, for me, you know, my max squat is uh, 355 right now. So for me to load up 405 on the bar, lower that down to the racks, (laughs) squat, you know, squat down till the bar's on the racks, Mm -hmm. get out from under the bar, unload the bar to like 225, lift it back up, put it back on the racks, re-rack the weights. Yeah, that's too long. It's just just so fucking time-consuming that, you know, and, and it might be worth a try to program in uh, just a couple a couple singles like that because if you're doing more than one rep it's just going to eat up so much time right just from all the unracking and re-racking you're going to have to do um, but there's this there's actually this company uh, this gym they use like basically like electronically loaded barbells where you you squat and it'll load up the weight as heavy as you can handle on the way down and then as soon as you reverse that motion it's like it just the bar up. It lightens really? up to like just the bar or like something you can easily handle. And then as soon as you're at the top, it loads the bar back up again. And I forget the name of it, but one of my clients was telling me about oh, it. Oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. And it's all eccentric training focused. And, yeah. um, you know, but of course, buying one of those machines is even massively expensive even for right. a gym. So it's like, it's almost like a physical therapy studio where mm-hmm. it's a very, very specific machine and that's all that they do there. Right. Um, but... It's something that, you know, might be worth looking into and trying. Uh, but for me today, I today was uh, my deadlift hypertrophy day. 
now. I've been deadlifting three times a week, and so <clears throat> all of my deadlifts are, you know, I'm deadlifting frequently. <laughs> you know, three times a week is pretty frequent. So for me to do that three times a week, I can't do, you know, like a Your five by five. At, no. I can't do like a five by five at, at 75% three times a week. Like right. I would just burn my central nervous system out. So each day is different intensities. So today was my second day, which is like my moderate intensity day. Mm-hmm. And that's focused uh, pretty much like hypertrophy, right? Uh, so what's written, what I was supposed to do is rack pulls for six sets of eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wasn't really feeling it. You know, I was kind of just feeling like I just wanted to focus more on uh, focus more on technique more so than anything mm-hmm. um I, I, w- I wasn't you know i've been kind of sore especially since monday monday was my heaviest day and i did an amrap at 350 yeah i think i saw that followed by a that? couple singles i did post that yeah. i did and so that really it took a big toll on me just you know from how heavy monday was so i was like yeah let me scale it back focus on technique and then friday will be my regular day focusing on speed so it's a very light day i think i'm only deadlift like 200 pounds on friday and it's Mm -hmm. it's speed focused so i do like six sets of three and just focusing on technique and speed getting you know having a fast bar movement right and whatnot um so today i just did deficits at 315 Uh, i did three sets of five and then i pulled back to 225 pulled the deficit away just did regular deadlifts um you know at 225 again three sets of five very manageable you know it, it wasn't super taxing uh but it was just focusing on technique focusing on bracing the core um and just staying tight and and because that's my goal right now is improving my deadlift so you know could i eventually create imbalances from focusing on this for too long yeah but like my goal is a 550 deadlift so like whatever it takes I'm going to hit that goal, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I'm consider I'm taking the, the viewpoint of I'm an athlete for this, right? This, this is my sport right now. It's right. powerlifting and hitting that max deadlift. So if it comes at somewhat of a cost, I'll deal with fixing that cost later. But right now, you know, that's the focus. And if, if I have to do what I have to do to get there, so be it, you know, like it is what it is right because that's the goal that i want to reach it's it's just like going to the extreme and anything is not healthy you mm-hmm. know what i mean um marathon running is not healthy for you whatsoever so i mean some marathoners have heart attacks in the middle of a marathon you right. know so how could running that much be healthy for you it's just it's just not well i admire your determination and i think it's michael said this the other day to me because i was feeling kind of uh angry PMSing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's all about your mindset. If you have a horrible mindset, you're going to have a horrible day. You're going to have a horrible workout. Everything's going to be horrible. But in order, it takes work. It def- And it definitely takes practice too to change your mindset. And I think even Michael said this too. I'm going to still give him credit. For the for our listeners, Michael's not here today. <laughs> if you didn't notice. So that's why we're 20 talking. minutes in, if you didn't notice. Oh, geez. Well, um feels like we just started but um he said damn now i lost my train of thought it oh the best time to do this is obviously in the morning and wake up and you're like i'm prepared for this kind of mindset today obviously it should be positive should be motivating but sometimes you wake up and you're like damn i slept horrible i slept bad i had a bad dream i have a lot to at work to do today but if you wake up and you're and you tell yourself I'm going to be positive today, you're going to be have a positive day. You're going to you have a great know, day. You want to know something that that I've noticed in myself recently? So I started building these deadlift platforms. Um, I built mine. It's in the garage, and I'm in the middle of building one for uh, Gold's Gym in Bridgewater, New Jersey, and it's a massive platform. It's like. What is it? Ten by eight. It's gonna be a ten by eight platform because oh he's gosh. gonna put a rack on it. Yeah. So he's got you know enough space to put a rack and then be able to deadlift in front of the rack. Um, it's awesome. So much. I'm having so much fun with it, right? Because it's um, I get to get to use my hands, right? And I think that's that's what brings me joy is building and creating something with my hands. Where at the end of it, I'm like, I have a finished product, you know. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, that being said, uh, getting up in the morning, 
there's a little bit more pep in my step than normal because I've been when you when you clear when you put polyurethane on wood mind you I'm not a carpenter and this is my deadlift platform is actually the first time that I put clear coat on wood so like this is I'm still learning with this whole process Um, I mean I have enough experience with painting in general to be able to make it look good but um, you know when you apply polyurethane you got to give it eight hours uh, the, the particular one I'm using it needs like about eight hours to dry before you do another coat mm-hmm. uh, just so it can harden up so you're not like ripping up or smearing the coat that you just put down and so <clears throat> that being said I'm I've this week I've been doing a coat first thing in the morning when I get to work because we have the room at the shop and if it stinks it doesn't matter um, you know because it, it's a shop when I cleared the platform or when I sprayed the skull on my platform uh, because I used rattle can like it bled into the house really yeah and wow. like the downstairs smelled like CFCs you know what I mean oh, nice. or whatever was in the can so yeah. um, that's why I decided because this platform is massive it's four by eight sheet of high high quality plywood that I'm putting clear on I'm gonna spray it and clear it at the shop so I've been doing coats, you know, I get to work, do my first coat. Eight hours later, do my second coat. Go home, come back in the morning, quick sand it down with some 320, uh, you know, do another coat. Do the fourth, do the third coat. And then later today, I did the fourth coat. And I've just noticed that, like, because I know that's what I'm going to do first thing and it's like a fun project I'm working on, there's a little more pep in my step. So that's I think awesome. that, yeah, and I think I think that if you can find the joy in things like that whatever it be you know what i mean if you can find the joy in what you're doing at work mm-hmm. if you can find the joy in your in your score or, or whatever it is you could take pride in what you're doing it can definitely help to um, keep that mindset much more positive and, and that can be that can be difficult it, you may need to of have course. little like side projects like 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 this that you that you work on to help help with that but I don't know. It's what helps me. I don't know about fucking anybody else. But. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say, and, and I mean, it's hard to be positive 24 mm-hmm. 7. Oh, 100%. And I was listening to this podcast a little while back, and they said, you know, you have to have your bad days in order to know what the good days are. And when you have those bad days, it's okay because bad days happen and then you go over you get over that bad day and you have a good day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you make that day so much better because you know that you had a bad day you know previously so i like that yeah i like that since we're talking about things we heard on other podcasts um i have a question for you oh and i have an answer do you want to come over and do an all-day workout with me when (laughs) so all right it's it sounds like bad but i've heard really really good things about this all-day workout thing and i was listening to this other like uh fitness podcast and they they talked about it a while ago, and they did it, and they raved about it, and so, and the one guy's about to do it again, and I'm like, fuck, okay, I should try this. I should totally fucking try this, and so, what you do. Yeah, I was going to say, what goes yeah, into it? it? It sounds crazy, but you can actually get, apparently, it's made him much more productive during that day, but here's how it works. So, <laughs> you, would ba- you would basically choose your th- three big movements, and what they recommend to choose in this all-day workout is like, uh, a bench, a squat, and a row. Okay? okay. I mean, you could do this with any compound movement. Like, you could do a bench, a deadlift, and an overhead press if you wanted to. But you choose three big movements. And you use, like, 45 to 50%, you know, maybe 55% of your one rep max. So, it's a weight that you can easily control. And for each exercise, you got three exercises. Let's just say we got, um, you know, squat, bench, and barbell row. Okay, you do three sets of five on each one. So you warm up, you do a, you do a light warm up, um, and then you do three sets of five on each exercise. So it takes like 20, 25 minutes. So the three sets of five is that at forty five to fifty mm-hmm. percent? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. It's really so like not for me, heavy. for like for my squat, it would be like I don't know, maybe like one eighty five, one ninety or something. I, I haven't done the math. I'm not gonna do the yeah. try to do the math in my head right now, but let's just say like 185 okay something i know i could easily squat for like 12 15 probably easily easily 20 because i know okay. i can squat 225 for 20 but that's difficult that's like full out maxing mm-hmm. so you take 185 you do five reps 
three sets of five reps for each exercise, and then you go about your day, right? And so every two hours you do this. So you do you do one workout at 7 a.m., you do another workout at 9 a.m., you do another workout at 11 a.m., and then 1 p.m., and then 3 p.m., and then 5 p.m., and then again possibly at 7 p.m. if you wanted to, or you could call it quits. But I think the goal is to get at least four of these four or five of these like mini workouts mm-hmm. five of these mini workouts in throughout the day hmm. so every two hours you're doing another workout and it's really implementing the concept of frequency you're doing something so frequent that your body just gets really good at it right and like i would not recommend this for somebody who's new like, at just beginning out, you know what yeah. i mean like you'd have to have at least a couple years under your belt well before also it's really worth trying this to determine the 45 to 50 percent you have to know what right your you have to are. know or have attempted maxes or or use the chart method to figure out your max exactly so and so what you do is you do your seven you eat a good breakfast you know either before or after that first workout and then after every workout you eat a meal because i mean you gotta Sounds eat fun. you gotta eat Right? Yeah, oh, of course. And you, you just move, you just stay moving throughout the day, you know what I mean? Like and this weekend, unless I unless I go down to Jersey to finish this platform, I'm just planning on being here. So, and definitely Saturday, I'm planning on being here. So, my thought is, let me do a full uh, all-day workout, get some shit done around the house that I need to get done, and just set a timer to go off for every 2 hours, go out in the garage. And I mean, this would be very difficult for somebody who doesn't live near a gym or doesn't have a home gym like me you know i have saying? to drive 15 minutes right to my gym. so like you drive 15 minutes do a 20 minute workout drive 15 minutes home you know and that's then a lot of gas in an hour and a <laughs> half you're going back to yeah. the gym like it's i like, might as well if i were to do this i'd park my park my uh workstation at starbucks and just like do homework all day or something right right and that would be that would be the, the ideal place the ideal way to do it but that's the thing is apparently it makes you much more you're much more productive during the day if you're mm-hmm. like I got shit to do because I guess part of it is might might be the mindset because you know like oh, I only have you know after I finish this workout I know I'll only have like an hour and a half an hour and forty five minutes before my next workout I got to stay on top of it mm-hmm. I got to get this done so um, you know you, part of it's probably the mindset and uh, just from knowing you got to do another mini workout right. but I I want to try this because apparently. That f- he's done it, and then the following week, like his strength has, has just increased. like skyrocketed. Wow! Yeah, from it. Oh, and like you wouldn't do this. This is not. And he stressed this a lot. You wouldn't do this regularly. Like you wouldn't of do course. this every weekend. Like you might do it once a month or every other month. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with just how regular life is, like you may only be able to find the time to do it every other month. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where you have an entire day where you're not planning on doing anything, and you're just at home. And it's like, all right, let's try it. You know. So I kind of want to do it. I'd I say go do for it. it. And just I want to like, hear about it. And just like keep the uh, keep the food going. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, be have it prepared. Yeah, of course, yeah. So like, what so I would do is cooking. Friday night, I would just meal prep for that day, and just have all the all the <laughs> meal meals prep planned for out. One day, yeah, meal prep for one day. And like, I mean, you don't have to like do this as like eat all the food, but like, I would not eat at a deficit if you're going to do this Mm-mm. like hands down i would not eat at a deficit no. if you're going to do this because and you can't. right because i mean you know okay we could say oh it's just 45 percent. you're not doing a shit ton of reps like it's okay it would be okay to not eat i just if you're going to do this like the focus is obviously to build strength and mm-hmm. to implement that concept of frequency so you have to fucking eat and i you know, I just think it's it's important to eat if you're going to do this. Regardless, so I, I, it's important. Regardless, to eat, it's important to eat. Especially yeah. when, you know, your glycogen stores, yeah, all the scientific are going to be term. depleted yeah. all, all day. Yeah. Like, so I wanted to ask you if you wanted to come over and do this. I with would. Me. I totally. I work all weekend though, <sighs> from Pulse. six a.m. to two p.m. Nah, it's not going to work. Yeah, you could do it at work. Well, probably no, not. I can't because probably we don't. Not. Well, we don't have heavy weights like that but yeah. also while there's a class going on i you wouldn't can't have been really able to do stuff like no. that yeah no that would be difficult yeah but i think it's definitely i'm d- as long as you know schedule permitting i don't end up down in jersey on saturday which probably won't happen saturday anyway mm-hmm. and i do got to get a lot done friday um because i'm planning on buffing the platform uh so what i'm thinking of doing is skipping my workout friday because i'm going to do an all-day workout saturday yeah. And focusing on, um, 
just focusing on f- getting as much done with the platform as I can on Friday. Mm-hmm. So potentially Sunday, I can go down and build it for him. Because um, so big, I can't build it. Yeah, you can't build before, it and transport you it. Can't, yeah. I mean, I could transport it, but it's getting it in the building that's the issue because ah, it's so big. Good point. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to come down with everything cut to the size that I need and just I'm just going to build it there. And idea. then if I need to run to Home Depot, I'll run to Home Depot in the middle of the day. But yeah, um, so I'm well, thinking of hear I'm thinking about of this. To, oh, I'm yeah. definitely gonna let you know because you know. And then I'm just gonna probably Thursday or something, maybe Friday. I'll just go to the grocery store, meal prep for Saturday, um, so that I have everything. Or at least if I don't meal prep, I'll actually I don't feel like cooking. No, <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna cook every meal afterwards i'm definitely gonna yeah. have everything cooked i was gonna say that's just um, easier yeah so i mean it'll be interesting yeah i'm interested I'm also, in trying it too i've also decided to stop taking pre-workout yeah i've also decided to up because of the artificial sweeteners and just maltodextrin like all just the excess shit in it i'm like ah, i'm gonna go to something else yeah so what i've decided to do is use camara coffee as my pre-workout. Interesting. Have you tried Camara coffee? That's the mushroom coffee? No, that's Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is the mushroom coffee. Camara coffee is the nootropic infused coffee. Oh, I haven't with tried like, it. With uh, like, what is it called? It's um, beta, beta something. Something beta for your alanine? brain. Not beta alanine. It's something for your brain. Alpha GPC. That's what I'm thinking of. Whoa. Alpha <laughs> GPC. It's like a precursor to something in the brain. Um, when I first tried it, bro, it spinned fucking dials in my brain. Like, it was... Like, like limitless type shit? No, like, it's not like I was able to know shit that I had no idea I knew. Damn. But it was, like, fucking next level shit. That's pretty like, cool. Like, you drink that coffee, I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a bag of it. I'll send you a bag of, uh, Camara coffee. But, like... Figure out how to make it. You can't. They make huh? it like it's nootropic infused. No, no, coffee. no. I'm I'm talking about making the coffee like without a pot. Oh, what do you have? I just buy coffee at school. Wow, you're wasting so much money. But no, it's, it's my meal plan. Come on, man. Oh, I okay. ain't that dumb. Okay, so it's not. It's it's all ground, of course, because that's how they infuse it. They have to do it with with ground beans. So you can't. I mean, you could do a French press, and I've done a French press before with ground coffee, but you get the grittiness and because it doesn't filter everything out, so it's mm. like that. Ah. So you got to make it with a pot, and um, it it fucking spins dials in your brain, like oh, it it gets you going. So, um, not like a amped up caffeine type going, but it it just like you're just like focused, <laughs> like like it's like I've never taken Adderall. But it's like I'm I'm assuming this is kind of like what Adderall is like, and you're just like focused determination, like improved strength, like it's crazy. So I'm just gonna do that pre workout. Yeah, drink that on my way home from work, and then as soon as I get home, start my workout. Do you think? Do you feel like it gives you like? Um, I was trying to think of a better word, but diarrhea. I mean, excess caffeine always gives me diarrhea. Okay. Not diarrhea, just like loose bowels. Like, yeah. It's not water, but no, it's just yeah, loose, yeah. Bowels. loose bowels. This took a really weird turn. Sorry, guys. I know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. But yeah, excess caffeine definitely does that to me. Because um, that would be my concern, like in the middle of a squat and be like, oh shit, I gotta go. Well, that's a good thing about most bathrooms. Most gyms have a bathroom. So like, you know, yeah, run but off the I don't feel like shit. I don't want to blow up that bathroom. The biggest thing that I've noticed, because I've started, I've already stopped drinking the pre-workout. I did have some today because I forgot to make coffee before mm-hmm. I left work. But the biggest thing for me has been drinking coffee on the way home from work. As soon as I get home, I got to piss like a racehorse. Oh, same. Just And that's just the caffeine, mm-hmm. you know, dehydrating you. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm yeah. excited for it because I've had it before and I like the coffee. It's good taste. It's great tasting coffee. Mm-hmm. And I've had it first thing in the morning and it's just like fucking rocket fuel. Gets you ready. Oh, it is like fucking That's rocket fuel I without we- a shit ton of caffeine. Right. I wish Michael had was here to hear this because he told me the other day, he said, I'm going to stop taking pre-workout. And I was oh, like, sweet. oh, why? He said, because he can't. He couldn't find a pre-workout that didn't make him feel gross afterwards. Gross? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, during the workout, well, I, I think, 
excess caffeine it makes him have to go to the bathroom like Mm -hmm. during the workout Mm -hmm. and then he'll feel nauseous he'll feel like i just don't feel right like i was well is it the workout he said no i think it's the pre-workout so he has never found a a pre-workout remember we were talking about um when i had that seltzer water with yeah with the uh, The artificial artificial sweeteners sweeteners in it and i had that rash on my Mm -hmm. arm maybe he's just that's his because you and i both you and i both have sensitivities to artificial sweeteners but it happens in different ways mm-hmm. for me when i have too much artificial sweeteners like um what was in that what was in that uh, aspartame aspartame when i have too much aspartame i get a rash i've noticed when you have too much aspartame i get an upset stomach and upset bowels exactly so maybe michael's and th- this would probably be my best bet because the because a lot of pre-workouts don't have they're like zero calorie no sugar no carbs you know what i mean and it's because they're sweetening it with these artificial sweeteners right so maybe that's just his body reacting and his sensitivity to the artificial to the sweeteners artificial makes him feel like shit makes him have to go to the bathroom you know what i mean he just feels groggy and weird later like Maybe that's what it is. It's not yeah. necessarily the pre-workout. It's just the artificial sweeteners combined with caffeine possibly. Right. So, I yeah, wonder... I think I'll, I'll hook you both up. I'll hook you guys up with the bag of Camara coffee because, because uh, well, I'll just send it to you. You got to share it with him. Yeah, have him try fine. it. Have him try it pre-workout. Or we'll, I'll just, we'll te- I'll text him when we're done and let him know, like, well, talked about you. <laughs> he's working till 830. Oh, is he so. at OTF right now? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's okay. How's he going to get a job doing uh, digging stuff up? Uh, geology? N- geology. I was thinking archaeologist. Ar- I was thinking archaeology. No, he wants to be a geologist. And that's rocks know. and shit, isn't he, it? He has to actually go to school in order to do this. Oh, you have to go to school for geology? Hell yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know this. You're I thought a it was scientist. Just like, oh, really? Yeah. Damn, be careful. Careful going into like the scientist world. Well, that's what I said. I, I hope Michael doesn't listen to this, but I don't think he's going to have fun. You don't think so? No. Well, I hope he listens to it so that he knows. <laughs> and, and and I hope he realizes the amount of schoolwork that has to go into geology and yeah. to become a geologist. like Probably a lot. A heck of a lot. Study rocks. Right. He can tell me what kind of stones I have in my backyard. Like he pictures, oh, they're just out back on the side of a mountain, picking at a mountain. Like, just having fun all day. I'm sure that's what they do, but they've mm-hmm. also worked their ass off to yeah. get there. and they're probably smart as fuck. Yeah. All right, let's get to the questions for today. All righty. Uh, Jules asks, what are your thoughts on two-a-days? Like doing cardio before work and then lifting in the evening or vice versa. Could it be beneficial to leaning out, which is my goal, or is it too much? Well, I'll go ahead and say this. I had a friend who was a... Uh, or she still is a bikini competitor and when she was prepping she did two a days Mm -hmm. and she said she would do cardio in the morning and then she'd lift in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and then you know like spend the evening stretching and all that kind of stuff from a bikini competitor right did she win anything uh i'm not sure she never made it clear and i never asked so maybe she wasn't a good well she was thin (laughs) she was lean yeah yeah so i mean if that's your goal definitely two a days yeah um i think as long as you program it correctly right like don't expect to do legs in the morning legs and cardio in the morning and then do legs and cardio in the evening no like that's just no and i would not lift i would not do cardio and lift in one session well you know that's what like old school bodybuilders used to do like they used to do like like uh i don't know let's just say like biceps and triceps in the morning and then hit shoulders in the evening well okay that's you know fine saying? well that's like a different muscle group but i right, wouldn't right, hit right. legs and cardio in the morning and legs and cardio right in the evening. exactly that's what i'm saying that's stupid just right. because it's most likely going to be too much volume you're going to burn yourself out you're going to yeah. burn your central nervous system out right and then of course you do want to make sure that you're keeping up with your i know i know your goal is is fat loss in this particular scenario to lean out but you do got to remember that you're going to be burning a fuck ton of calories right. working out in the morning and in the evening. So you don't want to be at a massive deficit. You want to be at a deficit, but you don't want to be at a massive deficit. So if you're going to, I definitely think two a days are beneficial if you have time to do them. And I, there was a time where I was doing them too. Same. But you need to make sure that, you know, if you're bulking, that you're going to compensate for those two workouts. Right. And even if you're cutting, that those two workouts aren't going to put you at such a massive deficit that your body can't recover. Right. So I think it's beneficial. And I definitely think it, it sh- 
should be done, but my recommendation would be start slow. You know, don't do a full one-hour workout in the morning and a full one-hour workout at night or a two-and-a-half-hour workout and a two-and-a-half-hour workout. Start slow. You know, if you're going to do, if you want to do cardio in the morning and lifting in the evening, do 15, 20 minutes of cardio in the morning and then do a regular, regular length workout in the evening. And then progressively over time, if you feel like you still want to lean out, um, and, uh, then start to bump up that amount of time for cardio. But realistically, and I just posted about this today, before you just start doing cardio, um, focus on NEAT, which is non-exercise active thermogenesis. And what that is, is basically all of the movement that you do throughout the day. You know, all movement requires calories to burn because it's moving, right? Like it requires a certain amount of calories, requires a certain amount of calories for me to do this, lift my arm up and down, right? Mm -hmm. Repetitively. So uh, the best way to track your NEAT is by tracking your steps. So what I would do is take a week and find your baseline of steps, okay? Figure out where you are. Don't try to walk more, just figure out where you are. And then take your average from that, add a thousand steps to it, and try to hit that number every single day. Then once you've got consistent hitting that number, slowly over time, week over week, you can increase the amount of steps you get to. Till you get to the point where you're at like fifteen to 20,000 steps a day, okay? At that point, or at the point where you feel like you can't add any more little walks in, you can't park further away from work, you can't walk to an even further water fountain, um, you can't take any more breaks to take walks. That's the point where you can start to add cardio in just to increase the amount of steps. So once you add cardio in, still bump it up by a thousand steps, do enough cardio to hit that thousand steps, then be done, right? Then the following week, bump that up again and continue to bump it up until you get to the point where your body starts responding to the amount of cardio you're doing. So before you even just start go and do cardio, make sure that you've bumped up the amount of steps that you're doing each each day and and get that to the point where you're doing like 15, 20,000 steps cuz those though you know, it doesn't seem like a lot to take a 10-minute break and just walk, but all of that movement over time when you're doing 15, 20,000 steps a day, it adds up to a lot of calories that are burned. And it saves you time in the gym. You don't have to stay in the gym for two and a half hours because you do an hour of cardio and an hour and a half of lifting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my recommendation is start with NEAT and then think about implementing cardio. It's a good idea. All right. Ross asks, cardio before or after lifting? We talked about this. Did we? A couple of weeks ago. Uh, did Maybe we? it okay. wasn't on the podcast and it was just We might have just talked us. about it. What do you think? Well, I've done both. Versus I've done before and after. Um, my mistake was doing cardio before leg day. And I just felt like I couldn't lift what I was supposed to lift. Mm-hmm. And of course, it makes sense because my legs were tired. I was just tired in general. Um, so, But my personal preference is to do it after because my main focus is lifting. Mm-hmm. And I want to build muscle. So I'm going to focus on the weight that I can actually lift and make sure I can do it properly and safely mm-hmm. and then do 20 minutes of cardio afterwards. So here's here's my recommendation. What would I would say about it? If you're doing cardio, in my opinion, it means you've got enough steps throughout the day to hit that fifteen to 20,000 mark. Okay, So you're adding cardio because you need it, not because you're like, I want to lose weight, right? You've already made the lifestyle changes to walk more, to move more. You feel like you can't move any more throughout the day, so it's time to add cardio. Um, that being said, you're not going to do an hour of cardio before you go lift. You're not going to do a half an hour of cardio before you go lift to hit the amount of steps you're supposed to hit, right? You're going to walk into the gym at like 14,000 steps, need to hit 15,500, and you're going to do just enough cardio to hit 15,500. And it's not necessarily going to be high intense cardio. Don't be doing sprints. The only time you should be doing sprints is if your main goal is to increase your conditioning or increase your strength. Um, So you should do a light, steady state cardio that's manageable to help you hit your steps. And the reason that I say to do it before you lift is because when you do cardio, you're sending a different signal. You're telling your body a different thing than when you're lifting weights. When you're lifting weights, you're telling your body that we need to build muscle, and in turn, when you build muscle, the metabolism has to increase because 
muscle mass is a calorie expensive tissue. It takes a lot of calories just to maintain muscle. Okay. That's why it weighs more. That's uh, It doesn't weigh more. It just takes up less volume. It's more dense. Cool. Technically. <laughs> that being said, you're telling your body to increase your metabolism when you lift weights. When you do cardio, you're telling your body that it needs to be more efficient with the calories that it burns. And what that means is a slower metabolism. And I don't know if you saw my post about a fast and slow metabolism, but the fast metabolism is like a 6.0 liter Ford turbo diesel engine that just generates a shit ton of power, but it doesn't get good gas mileage. And a slow metabolism is like a Toyota Prius that burns fuel very slowly and gets goes very far on one tank of gas. Okay. So when you do cardio, you're sending the opposite signal of what you really want to if your goal is to burn fat. That being said, I think it's important to do cardio first because you're sending that signal that you don't really want to send, and then you're sending that signal of increase the metabolism. So my theory about it is you want to end your workout sending the signal of boosting the metabolism versus ending your workout with sending the signal of slowing the metabolism down. Does it make a huge difference? Probably not. In long term, probably not a massive difference. But me being nitpicky about things, that's my thought on when I where I would put cardio in the beginning. Hmm. I wouldn't finish with it. Interesting. Unless it's only a very short, this is like a five or ten minute cardio session, then okay, I can see finishing with it is acceptable. Right. But uh, if you're doing anything longer than ten minutes, you know, I would do it before before you lift. Interesting. Mark asks, hey, Nate, I've watched a video about fasted cardio. Is it true if you do intense cardio, will you burn more muscle rather than just walking for cardio in the morning? Burn more muscle? Why would you want to burn muscle? I don't th- I, don't, I don't think his, his goal is to burn muscle, but by doing intense, what I, what I think he means is by doing intense cardio in the morning, because you're fasted, you're going to burn more, you're going to burn muscle. You're not going to burn the fat. And I think that this is, he's stuck in this bro science thought about it because cardio is cardio, period. Right. There's no, you know how on on treadmills and on the ellipticals and shit, they have that heart rate thing for like fat burning zone. Mm -hmm. That's not a real thing. No. And in fact, the treadmill, if unless you put in your age and weight, it thinks you're like a 180 pound male. Does it really? Yep. Is that the default setting? I think so. That's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, I learned that in my nutrition class. So even even still, um, it's not even it's not even true. Keeping your heart rate in a certain zone to burn fat is not a thing. So um, that being said, whether you do high intense cardio or you do, you know, low moderate cardio you're gonna get there's a there's a there's a difference there of course in the result that you're gonna get but neither will neither will burn more muscle than the other um doing cardio like we just talked about is sending the wrong signal it's sending the signal to slow the metabolism down so doing cardio every now and then is not going to um immediately start burning muscle right you're not just going to start burning muscle once you start doing cardio but it's that chronic long-term, long-time cardio that you do. You spend 45, 60 minutes doing cardio every other day. You know, it's, at a certain point, you're, you're going to start burning. Your body's going to start tapping into those muscle because it's easier to burn than it is to break down fat. Mm-hmm. Right? It's easier to burn glucose and it is easier to burn uh, protein than it is to break down fat, a fat molecule. So... Um, you know, I think that to 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 answer your question is is not going to get. I'm not going to give you the answer that you want. Like the real answer is, cardio is sending a different signal than lifting weights is. Cardio is telling the metabolism to slow down, so you should be careful with how much of it you're putting in. You know, if you ever look at um, an Olympic lifter or a power lifter, um, you know, and uh, I know I, I shouldn't say power lifter, but I should say is like a CrossFitter. A mm-hmm. woman, a, a female CrossFitter versus a female marathon runner. Very different bodies. Of course. Right? And the female CrossFitter does do a decent bit of cardio, 
not as much as the as the marathon runner does. But the marathon runner is thin, fragile, almost frail looking, versus the CrossFitter. She's, you know, any elite CrossFitter is fit, strong. You know, she's got a lot of muscle mass on her, um, and so there therein lies the the answer. You know, you do a shit ton of cardio, and yes, like you, your body will make it more advantageous for you to do cardio by getting rid of muscle Mm -hmm. um but if you spend if you spend your time lifting weights and telling the body it needs a faster metabolism to be able to handle the increased muscle mass um you're going to get a different result Mm -hmm. okay it just takes time it takes time to recomp the body it takes time to burn fat i mean think about it it might have taken you 10 15 years to go from 140 150 pounds to 200 pounds because you just don't exercise maybe you don't overeat a shit ton but you just don't exercise and you have a sedentary lifestyle and you just eat average right it's going to take time to get to that point so once you start having everything dialed in you start eating better you start exercising don't expect to change your body in 60 days fuck fuck that if it took you 10 years to get where you're at expect at least three to five Mm -hmm. to get to where you want to be right like especially if you're doing it the right way right especially if you're making lifestyle changes you're lifting weights you're not doing a shit ton of cardio you're tracking your neat your non-exercise active thermogenesis you're making sure that you're getting your steps in every day uh you're drinking enough water like if you're doing it that way it's going to take longer Mm -hmm. but i promise you the end result is going to be much longer lasting You know, could you just fucking balls to the wall for six, eight months and change your body drastically? Yeah, you could. You could. But it doesn't mean what you did is going to be a lifestyle change. It doesn't mean what you did is going to last. You know, one thing could throw you off the edge. And if you have the wrong mindset about it, like we talked about a positive mindset, you have the wrong mindset about something, boom, you're back on the same track that you were nine months ago when you yep. started before yep. you started lifting and all that all that nine months went to fucking shit mm-hmm. so make the make the lifestyle changes make the mentality changes and you'll see much much more success from that i agree <laughs> <laughs> i'm reading this question uh uh okay dd asks i've been to the gym the last 29 days straight i'm doing a 100 day challenge and i keep being told that i'm quote unquote overdoing it by going every day is a rest day really necessary to see weight loss i'm seeing the results i want and i feel fine i'm sore but i like it this is a diff- difficult question yeah because everybody's actually, different yeah and i've actually recently gotten over the fact that it's okay to not work out seven days a week and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And your progress progress isn't mm-hmm. going to be affected by that one day or two days mm-hmm. of taking a rest. Yeah. Um, I would also advise, uh, strongly advise against doing this 100-day challenge. Because even going back to what we said about a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you're done with this 100-day challenge, what's next? Yeah. Like, you complete your 100 days. Congratulations. High five. Awesome. Pat on the back. What are you going to do? Yeah. And that's what, but that's what keeps a lot of people accountable is knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this for a hundred days. It's just a hundred days. I can do this. Right. But then if they say it's just a hundred days, no, it's not. You have your whole rest Mm -hmm. of your life ahead of you. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what your age is. Yeah. Like you, and that's what that contributes to this, the highs and lows of your fitness. You're high. You're real good on it. You're low. You're not that good. What is Michael calling you? Yeah. Should we answer? Yeah. Answer it. Put him on speakerphone. Let's get him on the podcast. Hi, Michael. Hey, Meg, are you guys doing a podcast? Yeah, you're on air. Oh, hey, everybody. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Michael? That's funny. Cool. I mean, uh, hey, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Are, are you done work already? Yeah, we got out early. I don't know why I'm yelling now. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's You actually sound better when you yell, so. Keep yelling. Well, I feel like yelling, so oh. I'm quiet. <laughs> well, what's up? What do you need? Oh, I don't know. I was just driving, and I don't like sitting in silence, so I was going to talk. But, you know, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Now you're on the podcast. Yeah, that does sound nice. 
<laughs> Look at that. We, we thought Michael wasn't going to join us today, and then he ended up joining us. Aw. That's what I do. <laughs> um, well, Michael, we're talking about uh, – Dee Dee asked a question. She's doing a 100-day challenge and okay. – a 100 day of going to the gym every single day. And her question was, are rest days really necessary? Because people are telling her that she's overdoing it. Yeah. Uh, yes, rest days are necessary, though, because you're not going to perform at 100%. So why would you kill your body? Boom, son. I'm Amen. proud of that answer. Yeah, cool. I'm glad I got an answer for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll let you guys go because I'm on a phone and it's not as cool, so. Okay. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. Yeah. Have fun, guys. All right, Michael. I'll text you when I'm leaving. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Yeah, so I think that um, in terms of DD's situation, uh, you know, I agree with you. You go 100 days and then it's like, what the fuck is next? Right. right. And unless you're planning it out or you're planning on like hiring a trainer or following some type of program afterwards, it's like, well, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it can be a good thing to spark, to get that spark under somebody's ass and to you know, get them to go to the gym. And that's great and all. But I think that if you're in that situation, you're in the middle of a 100 day challenge or whatever, think about the future. Right. right? What are you going to do when you're done? Okay. And, you know, long term, eh, hundred days is not really that bad. Especially if you go and you just walk on the treadmill one day. Like, you know, who's to say that that some of the days are are actually programmed as just go and walk, you right. know, or just go right. and ride the bike, like, which would be totally fine. But on the other hand, um, you know, you do have to think about the future. You do have to think about where am I going to go from here? What am I going to do after this is done? And at that point. You know, you've started your entire life in fitness, so rest days are massively important. Do you have to take a rest day away from the gym? No. You could go and stretch and walk on the elliptical, walk on the treadmill, ride the bike. Like, you could go and do some light movement and just move. You know what I mean? Do a full body stretching routine. Mm -hmm. Fuck, maybe go do some yoga. Like, you could do a whole lot of things and not make it an actual workout. So, you know, take a look at what you're actually doing, Dee Dee, and figure out if you are, uh, if you are, and just think, like, are you trying to do 100% every single time you work out? Yeah, you might be overdoing it. You might not feel it right now, but, you know, eventually your body's going to slow down. Your body's going to catch up to you and you might feel like dog ass. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, in my opinion, uh, for you to do a 100-day challenge, do it, but have two or three days out of those seven where you go and you just do a full-body stretching routine or something like that. You do some dynamic stretching. Um, you know, you just you practice movements that are difficult for you. Maybe you just go and you practice your squat for an hour. You, know, you stretch for 20 minutes, get a good solid stretch in. And then you just squat for 20, for 40 minutes. You know what I mean? And you just get that full hour of stretching, 20 minutes, squatting, 40 minutes. Now I'm starting <laughs> to sound like Michael because I miss him. I wish he was here on the podcast. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, take a look at everything else and uh, fuck, go from there. You yeah. know what I mean? Just make sure you're not trying to do balls to the wall every single day because you'll burn yourself out. Somebody just drove by down the street really fucking fast and that shit pisses me off oh man i so i can see out the window right now and somebody just flew the fuck by my house and it's nighttime like there's no kids playing outside right now you never know dude did i tell you about the time i almost got in a fight with a dude no so this was really immature of me and this is a good way to end the show on this cool story or not so cool story so uh we're standing outside right and this was me Nikki, the kids, the neighbor, and her daughter. Okay. We're standing outside, and we're all talking. I finished my workout. I'm drinking my, um, fuck, I was probably drinking creatine or something. And this dude comes hauling ass in his BMW up our street, right? And um, so, like, you could hear him gun it. You know how there's a hill coming yeah. up to? He, like, you could hear him punch it up the hill. And we're all hanging outside. Like, like there's kids outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was nice out. There's kids outside in the neighborhood. 
Like, don't fucking do that shit. I don't care where you're going. Like, there's kids playing, bro. Yeah. Like, did you stop him? I fucking threw my water bottle at him. Michael, Nathaniel. <laughs> I fucking lost it, dude, because my kids are outside. Like, fuck you, so dude. So he stopped. So he fucking slammed on his brakes, and the neighbor heard him, and he got out and started yelling. And she saw what was happening, so she started filming, right? Because she was oh, like, shit. she started filming it. And, like, they they have had the same issue with the same dude. Like, her husband has called him out on driving too fast. So he gets out of his car, he's like cussing and shit, and I'm like, watch your mouth, bro, there's kids around. Like, <laughs> you better watch what you say. He's like, why don't you come over here and make me? I'm like, why don't you get in your car and drive a little slower next time? Or next time I will, or I'll make you drive slower, guy. See, look at that, I made you stop. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come over here and do something about it? Why don't you come over here and we, do something We about just it? did something, guy. I just did. You're stopped. So... Long story short, after this shouting match between me and him, he gets back in his car, he drives away. The neighbor comes down. She shows me the video. She's like, do you want to call the cops and press charges for harassment? I'm like, no, fuck that dude. What like, the heck? <laughs> fuck this guy. Like, he ain't <laughs> worth my fucking time. That's awesome. So then, in the weeks after, I made sure I was outside, right? Like, at the, around the same time, because I wanted to see if he drove by. Motherfucker, every time he drove by, 25 miles an hour hell yeah 25 miles an hour like fuck yeah dude like don't fuck yeah dude, don't, don't do fuck that around like that no. like there's kids in the neighborhood like i don't care if it's not your fucking neighborhood like there's it doesn't matter kids. A kid like, is you a don't kid. know better yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and you know i i drive through a different neighborhood to come to my neighborhood to come to my kid to my house and like today there was fucking it was nice out there was kids everywhere you know what i mean like you ain't, you ain't in no rush. You know what I'm saying? And if you are, you should have managed your fucking time better so that <laughs> you didn't have to fucking drive like an asshole through yeah. somebody's neighborhood. Like, yeah, right. And it's the reason is because it's a gated, closed community. All, you know, not all of them, but fucking pricks that live in there think that they're posh and shit because they live in a gated community. Just fuck off. Yeah. And they just drive real fast through our neighborhood. Like, ah, oh, dude, it just fucking lights a fire up my ass. Mm-hmm. Like, And like at nighttime, it's like, whatever like i'll see i'll see people whip by at night it's like whatever like you know yeah you can't catch them by the time you get outside they're already gone well not even that it's just the fact that it's late like what are the chances of fucking kids being out this you late? never know, you know I mean? yeah you never, you know. never know you're right and like i don't or like I, a dog or something yeah like you know just fucking set yourself up for disaster Hell yeah. Whatever, but thanks for listening to this episode of Drive with Woody Fit. I'm your host, Nate Woods. With Megan Woods. And if you like the show, leave us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. Or head over or and or and slash or head over to the website executivefitllc.com forward slash free where you can get the big bench guide, um, how to increase your bench. Um, you know, if you're an advanced lifter, this is not for you. But if you're a beginner or an intermediate, Definitely check out this guide. It's absolutely free. It'll help you make your bench bigger, as well as the Arm 240 Bravo workout, the best workout to build machine guns for arms, and the basic training guide, which is a slippity slap dip dap fucking little like beginner workout shit. So if you've never worked out in your life, go get the basic training guide and try it. Slippity slap dip dap.